Welcome. What is the difference between an RIA and an IAR? That is the subject of today's video, which is question number three on the Transition to RA video series. Hi, I'm Brad Wales from Transition to RIA. I help advisors just like you learn about the RA model, how the economics work, how the flexibility works, the pros, the cons, the different ways to go about uh, transitioning into the RA model. And if you were to decide to do it, what are the steps of actually making that transition? Head on over to transitiontora.com if you're not already there, learn all kinds of additional things. Uh, on today's video though, we're gonna talk again about the difference between an RIA and an IAR. And just to complicate things, of course, in our industry, we also have the IRA, the Individual Retirement Account, which we all know what that is. Um, but uh, the question is, what, what is the difference between an RIA and an IAR? Uh, so at its core, an RIA, Registered Investment Advisor, is an entity. So a common thing I hear exists in firms that are RAs, say, or the advisors or owners of those firms, they say, oh, I am an RIA. Uh, and, and that's a commonly accepted or commonly used phrase and everyone understands what it means. But technically, the RIA is an entity. So as that owner or advisor, you're not really the RIA. That's like owning a McDonald's and saying, I'm a McDonald's. You, you might own a McDonald's, uh, you might run a McDonald's, but you yourself are not a McDonald's. So technically, the RIA, Registered Investment Advisor, is an entity, a legal entity, uh, that has to be set up to establish it uh, from a regulatory standpoint. Now, underneath the RIA, the individuals that are providing that advice are IARs, Investment Advisor Reps. Uh, so you more than likely right now are already an IAR We're at your existing place. So if you're under one of the traditional firms, uh, you are under, if you're providing fee-based accounts, you are an IAR under, as they say, the corporate or IA of that firm. Now you're most likely wearing two hats if you're at one of the, the more traditional firms out there. Uh, you're probably wearing uh, the hat of an IAR under, again, the corporate RIA, and you're wearing your Series 7 registered rep hat under, again, the corporate broker dealer. So you're kind of wearing both of those hats. Uh, and the only reason I point that out is you're already an IAR, you're already working for underneath an RIA. So that is nothing new. This is all assuming you're providing fee-based accounts currently. Uh, the only difference would be if you were to start your own RIA, again, you would set that up as a legal entity. There's uh, absolutely steps involved with how that gets set up. Uh, I'll do future videos on it as well. You can jump over to my website, reach out to me. I'm happy to explain it whenever you'd like. Uh, but you set up that RIA and then underneath it, you have to be registered as an IAR underneath it. And there is a process to register. And it's the same process you go through generally at the end of every year your firm does for you uh, to make sure your IAR license carries over to that following year. Same thing would happen under your own RA. Again, it's just, it would be your RA that you own at that point. Um, so uh, final two things I'd talk about uh, are, again, it's just, different tasks. So just keep in mind, again, you will be using what's called a compliance consultant to do these tasks. Uh, I'll walk you through all that again in a future video.
but setting up the RIA is one task and setting up each individual that's going to be providing advisory services under that RIA is, is a separate task unto itself. Neither one is overly complicated by any stretch of the imagination, but just to point out, it is two steps that must be performed uh, separately. Uh, and the last point I'd make is keep in mind, none of this has anything to do with the custodian you use to hold your assets. So as an RIA, you need a custodian to actually custody your client's assets. Uh, your RIA is completely arm's length from that custodian. It does not, uh, the custodian does not have any uh, ownership of, of your RA. The custodian is not quote unquote affiliated with your RA in any regards. They are essentially just a vendor of your RA that provide custody and clearance services for your clients and their assets. And so the reason I point this out is because of that, your custodian will have nothing to do with these licenses. So they, they will not uh, be your RIA. Uh, and likewise, you will not be, have your 65 or your 66 with the custodian. Again, your IAR registration, which is what takes those licenses or those exams, that will be held with the RIA. The custodian has absolutely nothing to do with it. So just, just something to, to, to point out there. Uh, and again, do not fret over any of this. Uh, this is all the table stakes services that a compliance consultant provides for you. And again, having a compliance consultant, uh, you hire these folks to help you with all of your ongoing compliance support. Uh, this is this is the sort of thing they handle for you. So no need to worry about writing all kinds of details down. But I think it is helpful to appreciate the difference between an RIA and an IAR and what that would look like under your own firm. So with that, like I said, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA. Feel free to jump over to the website, transitiontora.com. Uh, easily, you can reach out and contact me, uh, contact link at the top of the page, instantly schedule a chance to reach out and chat. Uh, again, this is what I do. I help advisors understand everything they want to learn about the RA model, why it might be a benefit to them, the different ways to go about uh, entering into that model, and if so, what does that transition look like? So I'd be happy to have that conversation with you as well. For now, I hope you've enjoyed this video, and I'll see you on the next one.